Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. This episode sponsored by Any Lab Test Now. I'll tell you more about them in just a few minutes. Joining me after another head-scratching day by the team over on Kirby, and I mean head-scratching, is Steph Stradley, who not only writes for the Houston Chronicle, but has also been a diehard Texans fan since their inception. And I usually look for you, Steph, as the voice of reason, but the best wide receiver in the NFL just got dealt for a bag of chips. Is there reason? <laughs> well, I mean, there's always reasons, but is it reasonable? And the answer is not. no, not really. The things that used to bother Texan fans is when they were doing the smart thing that wasn't necessarily something that was the general consensus opinion. Like, for example, in 2006, going for um, a defensive end instead of going for a running back in Reggie Bush. And you, you could come up with the reasons for that. There were reasons for that, right? This is almost like if we went in the way back machine of, I don't even know what year that this would be a legitimate move. Typically in the modern NFL, running backs are, are not as valued as high. They tend to break down. They tend to be easier to get replacements for. Uh, In this particular instance, the running back at issue is had a contract that wasn't a good contract to take. I was about to say, how does $10.2 million this year for a running back that's averaged 3.1 yards per carry in 363 attempts over the last three seasons combined? In a system that may not suit him, I, I got you. Got me, man. I I don't have anything like. Usually, I can figure out like why something happened, and I'll tell you my best guess. My best guess is this: Hopkins had a low value deal. This was a good deal for the Texans, but you know he'd outplayed his deal and wanted to be paid. The Texans, I'm guessing, didn't want to pay him, but I mean. <sighs> Under the new CBA, it's harder to bounce out of your contract than it was before. So I I don't get any of this other than, you know, the rumors were that O'Brien and, and Hopkins weren't all that. There were some excuses floated that, you know, he's not as explosive. You know, he's not a big practicer. Frankly, that's just a bunch of garbage. I mean, it's just garbage. You see these early reports saying that Bill O'Brien and him didn't have a good relation, relationship, but who, who who does he have a good relationship with? People who, I guess, are robots that don't have options. I have no idea. I mean, there is, from what I understand, this big push of getting O'Brien guys, that he wants O'Brien guys to do O'Brien guy things. And, you know... I mean, what's an O'Brien guy? It's not a it's not the best wide receiver in the NFL in, in a league full of diva wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is not a diva at all. He is beloved, uh, apparently, by his team. The whole everybody loves everybody loves DeAndre Hopkins. Not only that, all the fans think he's the best. He's incredible off the field. There's I mean, this is the perfect guy for an NFL player. Maybe, maybe his hamstrings were too good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love being the person to say that everything is cool. 2020 is not 
not the best time for this. I mean, in the big scheme of things, I, I feel bad for everybody who's listening to this, who's concerned about their livelihood and their family members and all that. So, I mean, I guess that is the bigger, the bigger picture, but yeah, this particularly sucks. This sucks. Uh, there's no getting around this. I've always had the sense that they, that O'Brien wants to make things more hard on himself. You know, oh, you have you have a quality left tackle and you don't have a left tackle in the offense. Well, let's trade the left tackle away. You you have a promising year coming up and you trade Davian Clowney away. I mean, it's it's like he wants to make things more difficult on himself in every way. And, you know, what message does it send to the rest of the locker room? Yeah, that's the big question. I'm I'm trying to figure this out from like, I mean, the, you're trying to re-sign Deshaun Watson and, and apparently you're going to try to re-sign, re-sign Deshaun Watson by getting rid of a guy that he's been friends with since college. It's his blankie out on the field. He is the best wide receiver in the NFL. What else would De- Deshaun Watson want <laughs> going into the next few years than a, than a DeAndre Hopkins that's ready to go for the next? And DeAndre Hopkins is not a guy that's breaking down. He's not 30, 34, 35. He's not a guy that relies on speed and has had a bunch of injuries. He's a guy that relies on his hands and he relies on his size and he relies on his skills. And And he was tough as hell. I mean, like, you know, you bust a rib and you're trying to get back into a game. Like he wasn't somebody that missed games. You know, the, the joke online was like, okay, if you look at the highlights from last year, how many of those highlights go away once you take Hopkins off the field? Yeah, I mean, are they going into the season right this second? Do they have moves that they can make? Sure. But yeah, it doesn't send a good message to run off your best offensive player. He's your best offensive player. You can say it's Watson, but I think Hopkins is better as a wide receiver than Watson currently is as a quarterback. He made Brian Hoyer and Ryan Fitzpatrick look passable at times. And that whole time... He did things without saying anything about it. Like, you know, there was that uh, GQ article that was fairly recent where he laid it all out there and and said, you know, yeah, of course I wanted Colin Kaepernick. We could have used a good quarterback. I mean, is that what got him run off? Did he get him run off that, that he said that, hey, you know, we all kneeled in Seattle and they didn't boo us. Those people have it together. Did, is that what got him run off? Just forget about the fact that you're, you're, you're getting rid of the best receiver, but you're getting rid of him. I mean, we already talked about it. David Johnson is not only just an average running back at best, but he's a guy that's under a bad contract and you got a second round pick basically for him. And here are the wide receivers that were traded away for a first round pick in the last few years. Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Joey Galloway, Peerless Price, Keyshawn Johnson, Brandon Cooks, last year, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham. Uh, You go back to Randy Moss. All those guys got you at least a first round pick. It's like Bill O'Brien makes one phone call and says, I want to get rid of this guy. Are you interested? Okay, that's what you got. Here you go. He's all yours. Well, I mean, we shouldn't have to persuade anybody in in Houston, freaking Texas, how much a general manager can be a difference maker for a franchise, both good and bad. Let's 
imagine that Bill O'Brien was actually competent at this. Like, let's say that there was a better rationale for this situation. He just by the nature of what GMs and coaches have to do, it just puts him in a bad spot. The coach needs to have the players feel like he has their back, right? And the GM is the person who has to go, okay, I need to make this team work for now. And I need to make this team work for the future. And those positions by their nature have attention. Like you can't, you can't just go, Hey, that's a GM call. No, that's your call. You know, everybody in that locker room knows that you ran off the best player on offense for a bag of beans. And Oh, by the way, you've never put together a good offensive team. Have they had good offensive moments? Sure. Have they been a poor offensive team for a long time? Yes. I don't see how that gets better when you get rid of the guy who was the most consistent person in moving the sticks. Yeah, I I know we're preaching to the choir, Steph, and I, I want to ask you some bigger picture questions in just a second. But before I, I do that, I just got to talk about any lab test now, because if you're wondering what, what is any lab test now and how can they help you? Well, here's how. They provide direct access lab testing that makes it easier for individuals to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Now, what does direct access mean? Very simple. Direct access means you can just walk into any of their 15 Houston area locations, select which lab test you want completed, and you're in and out in as little as 15 minutes. They can either provide the doctor's order or accept your physician's order. So if you're uninsured or have high deductible insurance or are trying to manage your healthcare budget, take advantage of the many lab testing options that any lab test now has to offer. HSA and FSA cards are accepted. Most results are ready in one to three business days. So super quick. I mean, these days, I know you guys want your test back immediately and they can be sent directly to your email, giving you the information you need to take control of your health. Check out their website, anylabtestnow.com. That's www.anylabtestnow.com. And I can tell you how quick and convenient it is from my own personal experience. I've had a lot of experience getting lab work done and not one place was easier and not one place was quicker. Steph, I want to ask you about Kyle, Cal McNair because, you know, you, you wonder how can the owner of an NFL team ignore every pundit, expert, former coach, former GM, all the common logic. Steph, it's as though the only thing that McNair family knows about football is whatever their GM or coach tells them. Do you think they talk to anybody else? Well, I don't know about talking to anybody else about it. I mean, I think that they've had just a general point of view that you get the football people to run the football operations and then you write checks and get out of the way. And that is actually a pretty good model, assuming that you have the right people in place. And, you know, there were some people who thought that not getting a proper O'Brien GM was some way an easier way to get get rid of O'Brien because if you know he brought in his GM and then it went south then you'd have to get rid of the GM and the coach but this is just I like I'm having a really difficult time talking through how dumb this is in 
every respect. You don't even have to be a particularly analytically minded person to recognize that running backs are not highly valued in the modern NFL or how difficult it is to get a wide receiver of the nature of Andre John, I mean, Andre Hopkins. I mean, that's not easy, especially, you know, if you look at, at just them historically, it's not as though they've been very good at quickly developing rookie wide receivers. Even the Patriots have had difficulties in doing that because the scheme apparently is not very easy for wide receivers. And just as a whole separate issue, I, I think that we're, we should be under the assumption that the off season this summer is going to be a lot shorter, that it should, it may look more like the 2011 lockout season. So bringing on new players to learn your offense is going to be more difficult. And the teams that are bringing back more of the same people may have an advantage over teams who are not. But I, I can't I can't tell you like like the dumbest person in your fantasy football league wouldn't have done this. In fact, if if, if that happened in fantasy football, there there would be people vetoing that trade because they would say that that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean well, I mean, at least in fantasy football, you know, running backs may have some more value, but I got nothing for any of you guys. Nothing. I got nothing for you. There's, this is just, you know, after the playoff game that the Texans lost, I didn't write anything. I haven't written anything since then, because at this point, it's just kind of like, what is there to analyze? What is there to analyze? What has more value at this moment, your 401k or your Texans season tickets? Well, you know, it's, it's really fun that, um, all this stuff happens after you are required to pay your season ticket money. Uh, yeah. I spoke to a friend and a podcast listener who told me he and the co-owner of their PSLs are selling their season tickets. Like I, he told me that after this deal happened today, mm -hmm. what, what, what's, what do you get in the feel from? Cause I, I've talked to uh, some people that say even this past year, there are not as many fans coming out there and, and, and most of the seats are being filled by the opponent's fans. What are you seeing? What are you hearing from the people that go to the games? I didn't really see that last year, to, to be honest. I, I didn't even know what to expect for next year because of all the coronavirus stuff. I mean, at, at this point, I don't know what to think about anything. I mean, I just hope everybody stays healthy that if there are tickets or are games, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. We're, we're talking about having 17 game seasons for more international games. Good luck with any of this stuff. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, everything's, everything's up in the air. E even before this news, people are going to be having to make difficult decisions about their own economics for everything. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole other story. But you did mention this CBA, and I'm just kind of curious if you have any feel for the CBA at this point. I mean, I, to me, it was a little bit of red flag when I saw guys like JJ Watt and Justin Reed and some people that you ex really respect on the Texans roster that weren't happy 
with the new CBA and, and it was passed by the such such the smallest of margins, you would think that the union would want a little bit more of a of a uh, I, I guess a more of a majority than they, they got for the for the ratification of that. Well, I mean, I think I think a lot of the issues involved with it are just the fundamental issues that they have as a union versus most sports leagues, which is, you know, you have the haves and the have nots. You have the players who have a lot of career left and ones who do not. They're negotiating always against against time. Like they don't have time. And, you know, of course, the uncertainty of just a whole bunch of economics right now. And and the fundamental issue with the CBA is they have had a situation where they've had a work stoppage and they had replacement players a long time ago. And they came up with a new CBA. And you know what happened from that? The players never got any of that money back for whatever the benefits were to the future the future players. They never got those that money back. They either were getting the bird in the hand, which was the CBA now, or a maybe deal in the future. And, you know, given the uncertainty of the economy in general, you know, the bird in the hand, I I understand why they took it, but it was never gonna be a good deal they were never going to be able to get a good deal because the billionaires can always outweigh them. Okay. From what I understand in this new 17 game schedule, they're not adding an extra bye week to that. No, as far as we know, like in, you know, I guess that's for 2021 is when that would kick in if they want to, because of course they care so much about safety I mean, I think it's going to be not a good thing for the playoffs, as it is if your team sucks, you can't wait for the season to be over. If your team is good, 16 games already feels too long. And now you'd have 17 games plus another playoff game. For some players, you know, that puts them more at risk of you know, not getting through a particular season and extending their career, and that's one less contract that they would have. I've never never been a fan of it. It may not end up kicking in. I doubt it though, because, you know, they care about money more than anything else. I mean, it doesn't matter how good or bad it makes the game look. I mean, how, how many years do you ever say to yourself, Steph, like, well, man, I wish this team made the play. Usually it's why is this team in the playoffs? There's always an extra team in there that you're like, that, that team's not any good. They're going to, well, it might, my, I have less of a concern with that because, you know, there are teams that sometimes get kind of hot at the end of the year. My bigger concern is I want the playoffs with the best players. And, you know, there's always that just horrible feeling that even if, you're, if your team is good in a particular year, like can they stay healthy all the way through the Super Bowl? Is the Super Bowl going to be good or is there going to be, you know, key players hurt? There's going to be a lot of gamemanship with that. Like, do you sit players more? I mean, the Texans, the, they were they go to the last game. They're not trying. They're putting out yeah. whatever they can on the field, and they still lose to Sean Gibson for the playoffs. Yeah. Because they had no choice. They had to play him. Yeah. The thing about the 17-game schedule and there not being an extra bye, I mean, I, I, I don't understand 
what would be the problem that anybody would have with an extra buy? Because it, the networks would love it. You get an extra week of NFL football. How, how could they? How could the networks not love that? How could the package not even be more expensive with another week of NFL football? Yeah, I mean, I liked the double buy concept better and, and not having the risks involved with another game. But, you know, I think that there's also just that that desire to have more in-person games. I mean, frankly, I have no idea how it's going to be over the next two years I mean, if we keep going to coronavirus. But, I mean, there's just so much uncertainty. Even if you think that maybe it dies off in the summer, then it would still be an issue in the fall. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about just the extra bye week is it also gives a chance to, for players to come back and may not they may not wit- miss a week, so you get more good players playing, I think, and and you lower the risk of injury. So the good pl- more good players, I think, are still available later in the season with that extra. But I mean, it just well, from I mean, every th- every standpoint, it makes sense. But you know, the modern NFL isn't about good of the game. The modern NFL is: can we squeeze more nickels? Can we make more money? And you can make more money with seventeen game season. I'm not saying the 17 game season. I'm just saying with the 17 game season, adding a bye week to the 17 game season, it like that that second bye week is just it just there's nothing about that that doesn't make sense because you're you're adding yet another week, so you're basically it becomes 19 Sundays. Who knows? Right now, at this particular moment, I am a complete nihilist about all of this stuff. Yeah, I'd, it's going to be it's it, I don't know, Steph, it's it's getting harder and harder for me to both be an NFL fan and a Texan fan. As long as Bill O'Brien's around, I, I think there's a bunch of Texans fans that are just saying, I'm going to check out. They, they canceled the Texans today. I, I guess it's one of those things where it's been that way for people for a while, though. I mean, it just has. There's not a lot of confidence in anything that he's done. I mean, really, the person who has saved his career is Deshaun Watson. Despite all of it, Deshaun Watson is one of the most watchable players in the NFL. So if you're a Houston fan, it's not like you have lots of different options. I guess you could root for a team that's not in the city. But I mean, this is the team that you have. But how soon before Deshaun says... I'm out of here. I mean, he pisses everybody off at some point and you just let go of DeAndre Hopkins and you're it's you just don't find those guys out anywhere. And, you know, he's got one year left on his contract. They're trying to sign him to a deal. Yeah. But all it takes is Deshaun Watson. We've seen this throughout the NBA and and, and even in the NFL with Jadavian Clowney with the Texans recently and Dwayne Brown, like all all, all he's got to do, all Deshaun Watson's got to do is just hold out. And sooner or later, Bill O'Brien's going to blow a gasket and he's going to trade him for two third round picks and a a bag of chips. Holding out is a lot harder under the new CBA. And there's a whole bunch of different things that can happen between now and the fall. But he hasn't had that locker room in a long time. People have felt the way that they felt about him. Now he's kind of systematically got rid of players who know what it's like to play in locker rooms that don't have a high conflict individual running the team. But I mean, that's kind of the issue that you have with any drafted player. I mean, you are a drafted player. Your options are very limited. 
So, I mean, you have to publicly support the coaching staff, but privately, everybody feels the way they feel. I mean, it had to have been just horrible going from a Gary Kubiak locker room where you know that that he had had experience running offenses for a long time that had been successful to, frankly, a guy who yells a lot but has never put a good offense on the field. Is there any chance that they have a deal in place for Sammy Watkins on Wednesday? And? <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing that out there because I guess the one way you can maybe soothe uh, Deshaun Watson is bring in another Clemson receiver that he likes. That's... He's not DeAndre Hopkins, but it, it would be is? something. Who is? I mean, they're going to make whatever moves they make. Nobody's going to have any confidence in them because they shouldn't. And um, what happens, happens. I have nothing for you. I have nothing. <laughs> Zero. I mean, the only thing that I have for you and everyone listening is my best wishes for all of you during whatever, whatnot that we're going through right now. This is bad. This is bad. This was the best value the Texans could get for one of the best wide receivers in the league who still has good years left. Really? He's the second best Texan of all time, in my opinion. <sighs> It's J.J. Watt, one, and DeAndre Hopkins, number two. Maybe a Deshaun Watson is a more valuable Texan, but I don't know. I'd, it would almost be hard for me to argue that at this point because I don't know what Deshaun Watson does without De DeAndre. Maybe this is just the list of like, oh, somebody's a good player. Well, let's run him off too and get all the worker bees that do all the worker bee stuff and try real hard and scrape by wins so you can lose in the playoffs again. They make it so hard on themselves. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's hard. To, it was hard to get more depressed in the last few days, but somehow the Texans managed to make us more depressed. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, they have, they have work to do. They don't have a pass rush. They don't have a number one wide receiver now. They don't have a deal for their left tackle. You know, every team has their issues. But, I mean, what makes you have any confidence in either the offense or the defense of the Texans? You shouldn't. And especially not the coach and the GM. Uh, particularly not the coach and the GM. I mean, it's absurd. And, it's, yeah, and the thing is, there have been people that have known that this was a possibility for a while. Yeah, it's 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 disturbing on on every single level. Well, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on to vent with me a little bit in this one. And uh, you know, it's at Steph Stradley. If, if anybody out there doesn't know by now, but uh, thanks so much for doing this. Anytime. Hopefully, next time we have nicer things to talk about. Oh, uh, just anything would be nicer than this. <laughs> but uh... sorry. And today on the Bummer Podcast, starring people who are pretty bummed out. That's about what, what you would call it. Um, just to, uh, want to remind everybody before we close the show, just we're brought to you by Any Lab Test Now. They're the quick and easy way to, to get direct access lab testing. So when you're trying to manage your healthcare budget, which is a big deal for everybody all the time, you've got them to go to 15 Houston area locations to choose from. Check out their website, www.anylabtestnow.com. That's anylabtestnow.com. 
You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.